And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on? Zach here. Having a great day. Excited to spend a few minutes with you talking about the iOS 14 changes within Facebook. And if you are, uh, or iOS 14 changes that are affecting Facebook ads, if you have been, uh, if you are running ads on Facebook, you know that this is a, um, a big, big change, okay? Uh, something that is affecting lots of people and uh, could be affecting your business too. If you're not running Facebook ads right now, then um, this probably isn't a useful episode for you. Actually, it still will be because I'm going to go over a few things that you're going to need to know. Um, but if this is affecting you, I want to talk to you about the change, um, but more importantly, how to survive the change because if you're listening to this, you probably already know that something changed. So let me give you a little bit of background and then get into changing uh, changing things or you know, basically recovering if you need to recover. So first and foremost, what happened? All right, so iOS 14, which is Apple's software, essentially, or whatever, their operating system, they made a change that allows uh, users to select, so people like you and me, to select if we want our data, data harvested whenever we're using a particular app. So if you've, if you've got an updated iPhone or something like this, um, when you get, get on an app for the first time, it'll, the pop-up will appear that says, you know, um, you know, this website is trying to use your data. Um, do you want to allow that or not? And you can say no. Before, it just happened automatically. There's nothing you could do about it, really. Um, and so this is, uh, as a private citizen, to me, this makes me feel very happy. I love that Apple did this. Um, I like that I have the opportunity to keep my information my own. As an advertiser, uh, this uh, this is no good. Totally sucks. <laughs> um, but so I have mixed feelings about this. Ultimately, um, I'm a citizen before I'm a business person, so I think this is ultimately a good thing. Um, it's just going to, you know, take some time for some people to recover. All right, so let's talk about how to survive this, because essentially what this means is that, um, well, I guess I didn't tell you what this exactly means. What this means is that <clears throat> iOS is not transmitting data from your use of the apps that you're using on your phone. All right, so if you were in, in Safari and typing in like how to build network marketing, Safari no, knew that and then sent that data to a data broker and then sold that data to Facebook and then Facebook knows, oh, this person is into network marketing, let's send them MLM Rebels ads. 
All right, so that's no longer happening if someone's opting out of that. So it's destroying Facebook's targeting capabilities. So basically what's this turned into is turned into Facebook's business model getting smoked, right? Um, they're having a very hard time. In fact, they, uh, it's, their CFO talked about how much this is impacting their business uh, because the ads just got way less targeted, which means that the ads got a lot more expensive for me and other advertisers like you. What that also means is that um, people are, are not spending uh, as much money because they can't. So if you don't have money to spend on Facebook ads because your ads are so expensive, you're going to stop spending money on Facebook. So Facebook's getting less revenue. Um, advertisers are making less money. People like me and you are making less money because everything's so much more expensive. So the whole thing just starts crashing down or, or slowing down at the very least. Um, I do find it hilarious that like Facebook shot back at Apple and took out an ad in the I think in the Wall Street Journal, full page ad, and it basically like talked about how Apple is not hurting big corporations, but only the little business person, which is true um, with what they're doing. But Facebook does not give a crap about the little business person. So I'm like, just kind of laughing, like they're totally PR stunting at that. And like any person that's like run ads on Facebook knows that Facebook does not give a crap about the small business owner. Um, but it's like, okay, well, whatever. Your marketer, like, not, I shouldn't say your marketers. That's like making marketers sound bad. They're just doing what they want to do to try to recover. But regardless, that's the situation. Let's talk about how to survive and how to overcome this because that's really what you're here for if you've listened to this far. All right. First thing is you need to uh, do two things. I'm going to wrap up two points into one. The first one is you need to make a profit and keep that profit. All right. So this comes down to your business structure, the structure of your business. I'll just tell you right now, <clears throat> we've been able to survive this slowdown really well. Okay, I'm not trying to toot our horn. I'm just saying we've been able to survive it well because we structured our business properly from the beginning. So what do I mean by structuring your business properly? What I mean by that is you need to have multiple profit centers in your business and they all need you need to have a goal of profiting in all of them. Now, do we always profit in all of our business centers? No, we don't. Okay, I wish we did, but we don't. But every turn, so every point where money is exchanged, you need to try to make a profit, always. Because if you don't, things like this will happen and they'll squeeze the profit margin out of your business. And if you don't have enough margin built in elsewhere, you will die, all right? I've seen a lot of our competition, which we don't really have good competition, but I've seen a lot of our quote-unquote competition, um, I've seen their ads stop in the past month. Because it's really when this happened, this this is taking place. In the past month, the, their ads have stopped running. I haven't seen them at all. What that means to me is they they were they ran out of money. They just flat out can't deal with the expense, and so they're out the game right now. And that's really good if you can stay in the game when they're out the game because you're the only game in town. You structure your business so that you make money at every turn where money is exchanged. You know who's good at this? The government. <laughs> Whenever money is moved from one place to another, they take their big greasy hand and put their hand in the pot. So you want to do this in an ethical way, not like an ethical prick way like the government does, but do this in an ethical way. All right. So structure your business where you're making profit at every turn. You're at least attempting to. Now, we've probably got like four major, well, uh, four or five major places where money is exchanged in our business. Um, and we attempt to make money at all of them. We, Like I said, we don't succeed all the time at all of them, but we attempt to, and that keeps the business healthy. 
<clears throat> we had someone come, we had someone help us run the business for a little bit. And, you know, uh, they're a very, very good business person. However, they didn't have the same level of like care over the money, not because they're a bad business person, but because like we were looking at the bank accounts every day and it was ultimately fall, fell on me and Ashley to support the business if it went, if it went south. And, you know, this person was a lot more willing to let the business lose money in certain spots than we were. And as a result, um, the business was not healthy in that time. Um, once we changed things, we said, no, like we can't accept a loss in any area of the business. The business became more healthy. And in times like this, where we are forced to take a loss in some areas, the overall business is still in the black and still in profit. All right. Number two is keep that money, right? <clears throat> Recognize this, that just because you made money easy and one time doesn't mean you're going to make money easy forever. So, and this is especially true for you to understand when you start making good money and you're hanging out with entrepreneurs that do well. A lot of our friends blow their cash and we have um, a lot of friends in this area that do really well financially. They're on their own businesses or they're network marketers that do really well and they blow their money, like blow it. We don't blow our money. We have more cash sitting in the business account than most people would for our size because things like this happen and you need to be able to take it. So when I just gave you that story of that person, um, we needed reserves to cover that, a fair amount of those reserves. And we were able to cover it. We, had to, we took those reserves down very low to do it, but we were able to cover it on pure cash, no, no credit lines, nothing. We did that because when times are good, we stacked capital. Same thing for now, okay? We've been stacking cash for the past many months so that if something like this happens, we're ready. If nothing happens, it's very easy to make really cool business investments, you know, make the Rebels product better than when you have money. So for instance, like we are redoing, we have two flagship programs. We're redoing one of them in its entirety right now. Like in its full entirety, it's being redone and um, it's costing a lot of money and um, we're able to pay for it because we've been stacking cash. So keep the money. All right. Trust me, don't blow it because it doesn't always come in as easy as it comes in when it does. So when it comes in easy, that's fantastic. Save some of it. All right. Just trust me on that. You will destroy yourself if you don't. All right. Let's get into some of the tangible things that you can really start doing right now. I literally just realized I forgot to talk about, talk about one of these in the YouTube video I just made about this. Um, one is retargeting. All right, we talked about retargeting ads a few uh, days ago on the podcast and on YouTube. Um, retargeting ads are your number one way to <clears throat> uh, make money with your ads. All right, these are the very best ads you're ever going to run. So if you're not retargeting stuff, you need to get into retargeting. I'll be the first to admit that on Facebook... I'm not the greatest retargeter, all right? Uh, on YouTube, I uh, am, weirdly. Um, but on Facebook, I'm not the most uh, consistent retargeting person. So I need to do that better, but got to retarget. All right, number two is nurture your list. All right, so when you are um, running ads, you're getting leads, you're trying to sell those leads stuff, right? Trying to get them into your business. What's your that that list of leads is referred to in uh, the marketing sphere as just your general list, right? 
that list is the number one asset that you have in this business, the number one asset. So when someone buys a company, let's say you're trying to buy a software company, you're not buying the technology necessarily. You're buying the customer base and the prospect list that that company owns. So for instance, if I was trying to build a ClickFunnels competitor, a funnel building software, which I never, ever want to. That sounds absolutely terrible. But if I ever wanted to do that, I could probably hire someone or someone's a team to build the technology, a funnel building technology that rivaled, if not was better. But what I really have a problem competing with is their massive reach, their customer base, their prospect list. That is their asset. So if you were trying to uh, purchase ClickFunnels, you don't really care that much about the technology as you do about um, the customer base or the list. So that list has huge, huge value in it, okay? Huge value in it. That customer base has huge value in it. So that's what you are... Uh, that's what I'm about. Well, that's what I'm saying. Focus on. So, <clears throat> what you need to do is you've spent all this time and all this money building this list. You need to nurture that list and add value to it and extract value from it as as you can. Okay, because it's costing more money for you to get each and every lead. You need to make sure that you make as much as you can off of each and every lead, and of course, help them live a better life, serve them, add value right? So one of the things that I've been doing, you may have noticed, is I've been sending out uh, a lot more emails. Then they're not sales emails. These are value-adding emails, right? I'm stepping up my value-adding game by doing more videos, more shows, podcast shows, um, and sending more emails to try to help people for completely for free. And when I do that, I can send out little sales promos and things like this, and they're going to be more well-received when I continue to add value to these people. So nurture your list. And lastly is put some more ads out there. I had a great conversation today with a guy. Um, we were talking about advertising. He's spent uh, millions in advertising, so uh, someone that I'll talk to about this stuff and listen to what they got to say. He said that it takes them about 25 ad variants to get one that really hammers at home. Um, I haven't had to do that many ad variants to get one that hammers at home, but I have had to do a lot. Um, so what you need to do, I'm just seeing my little baby boy and Ashley as I'm walking past him. So what you need to do is be willing to put out a ton of different ad variants because you'll find the winners in the quantity. You have no idea what's going to win, what's not. I neither do I. And that was a good reminder for me talking to that that guy today, because you know I'm pretty aggressive with putting out ad variants when we launch new campaigns, but even I'm not doing 25 at a time, right? So right now, go put out tons of ad variants and tons of targeting variants to figure out what works best for you. This is a time to improve. Ultimately, once again, if you can survive this. You will crush people, all right? One of the... Re- and so here's another thing. This is the last thing. We've already seen this improve just naturally because you got to think about this. Facebook, how big are they? They're huge. They do like $25 billion in cash a quarter, okay? That's insane. These, these people are not going to let their business go to hell. 
Um, the ad revenue is their primary source of income. They're not going to let this thing go down. They're going to figure out a way to fix their targeting. And in fact, that we've already seen it improve just naturally. All right. So when, we, when, this first, when this first hit, our ad cost tripled. Tripled. Insane. Now they're about... Um, Oh, I can't. I can't even do the math. I don't know. They're probably like twenty percent higher, maybe thirty percent higher than they used to be. So that's like a two hundred percent reduction in that triple, um, which is insane. So they are already figuring it out how to help fix this. So just stay the course, okay? Obviously, don't bleed yourself to death, but that's why it's so important to structure your business right so that you can stay the course. Like I said, a lot of our competition, they literally bled themselves dry. So they can't hang on, right? Or they're, you know, or they're saying, ah, I, can't, I can't take this kind of a loss. So they're not dry yet, but they're like, I can't take this loss. So they stop. Either one, it doesn't freaking matter. They're not advertising right now. So when people pull back, that's the most important time to press in. That's, again, when COVID first hit, right? How long ago? Eight, uh, not 18 months ago. Uh, what is it? May right now? So 14 months ago? When COVID first hit, we were pushing in, pushing forward, because if you're the loudest voice when there's no one even around, it's a lot easier to dominate, right? So stay the course as best you can. Don't bleed yourself dry, but keep your budgets up if you can. It's absolutely worth it. Um, we're getting, I just got a notification today from our sales manager. We're getting more higher value reps than ever before, meaning people that are higher up like high up in the companies that they're in. We're getting more of those people as clients than we ever have at any given time. I got another report a week ago that these are some of the highest quality leads we've ever received as well. Nothing has changed <clears throat> um, as far as like what I've, you know, in comparison, nothing has really changed. And yet we're just getting higher quality people. Why is that? Well, I believe it's because they got nowhere else to go. Um, and also, I mean, they won't, really don't have anywhere else to go, even when the market's normal. Um, but anyway, hopefully this all makes sense. Hopefully you found some value in this. If you did, um, leave a review and a rating that you believe it deserves. I hope it's five stars. I hope I earned five stars today. And um, with that, appreciate you guys. Hope you have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon.